When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Steeler Nation, we are back with another great episode on the sick podcast, Steeler Crazy, Western PA Zone. We'll wait and we'll kick it. I'm Jay York Football. This is Miked Up Sports One. Shane, hit it. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to the sick podcast. Steelers Crazy. Harris Smith Shields. Blacko Polamalu takes it home. Super Bowl 43. Pittsburgh might be bound for that thanks to number 43. The sickest Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Before I throw it back over to you, I wanted to uh, talk about that hat you have on there and our partnership over at uh, shopyens.com yens is the number one brand for pittsburgh sports finally one brand to rep all black and gold make sure you use our code sick 15 and that's shop yens with two z's i just ordered that same hat i didn't want to bite your swag but uh hey man i i, I just like the style so uh hopefully we'll get here by the weekend um and just ready to rock and roll for the season so make sure you head over there and check out uh, everything that they got going on there, that shop yins with two Z's. And uh, Mike, yes, you sir. can take it from here. No, 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 you're good. Talk about swag. I got the whole ensemble on today, man. I got there the t-shirt go. rocking and the hat. And it's very important, shopyins.com, because we're doing a giveaway as yes. well. You know, I always say it, man. Who doesn't like free stuff? Come on now. Taylor was nice enough to hook me up with a hat and a t-shirt. He's going to do the same for some of our loyal viewers out there. Make sure you check them out. Hit the website. Sign up, follow them on social media, and you can get some free stuff. Right before we bring our course PA legend on, I want to talk about one more thing. It's Brushes and Beans Cafe. We're also very fortunate to have them as a sponsor. Get your coffee, wear your yin shirt, watch the Steelers. You caffeinate and create 4550 William Penn Highway in Murraysville. I've been tired this week, man. Leading up to the regular season, the Steelers are uh, dominating the headlines so I'm, you know, I'm unable to sleep. I'm thinking of Kenny Pickett in my dreams, even though that's creepy. Uh, so brushes and beans helping us caffeinate for Steelers season all season long. All right, man. Like I said, let's let's bring him in. We're excited. We have a PA legend uh, on the show today. You're watching the sick podcast. Steelers crazy. It is none other than Justin King. Justin, what's up, fellas? Thanks for having me. Thanks for. Thanks for coming. Thanks on. for joining us, man. We're we're excited to talk to you. Obviously, Gateway Zone, you're an absolute legend. I gotta just throw it out there. You were one of my favorite players growing up, man. I wanted to be a, a kick returner. What a specific position. I was like, man, I want to be a kick and punt returner because I see what kind of athlete Justin King is out here. Uh, and so you inspired a, a generation, at least over at Valley High School. That's what I was telling you when we were at the <laughs> golf outing, man. I was telling him that, and he was looking at me, and I'm like, I'm telling you, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, yeah, we had a lot of folks in Valley talking about you. So just to touch on that a little bit, man. I mean, growing up in, in the Berg, Gatorade Player of the Year, just an incredible kind of journey for you, I'm sure. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's a blessing like coming up in Pittsburgh and playing football at the same time because you come up and you like one, you have the Steelers organization as a, a staple in the city. So you talk about football being a community based sport. You're growing up in it. So I'm growing up. I'm seeing like Steve Breston. I'm seeing the Ryan Mondays. I'm seeing the Rod Relifers. I'm seeing Shantae Spencer's and all the great players that are coming before me. So there's a level of humility when you're approaching it. Right. And so I was also blessed with the play for my for my dad, the head coach. I mean, the associate head coach at Penn State, Terry Smith. And so like the guidance through the process and everything was a very uh, targeted process. So we had a plan and we kind of rolled it out and went the gateway and did some amazing, fun things. Yeah, let's talk about Penn State football a little bit, man. Yeah, you, you head over to the other side of the state. First of all, we know you're getting offers left, right, center. Could have went anywhere in the country. You said it was because your dad, right? Not necessarily. I mean, he was my guidance throughout the process. So it was more so opening up. I actually committed to Florida first and Penn State was my first offer going into my ninth grade year, you know, going through the circuit and all that stuff, ended up landing a, a scholarship offer to Penn State before I played my first varsity down um, in high school. So it was like I was playing with house money when I was playing. So I was playing a little more free, right? Because there's already money in the bag, uh, figuratively speaking, nothing, no NCAA stuff. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, but get uh, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to NIL because I'm stuff with that now. But you know, I went to Florida, you know, had a great time down there, ended up committing and got introduced to the business where the athletic director lied to me and said that the coach was going to be there for so much, so much longer. And then the next day I got fired. So I was like, man, who's been telling me the truth this whole process and been consistent? And the way Penn State at the time recruited me being three and nine, you know, Joe Paterno, all that whole staff, they always recruited from a place of power, confidence, and they never begged me. And I always respected that about them. So I just kind of went about the process looking at like, who do I respect in this game going through? Because there's a lot of ulterior motives from stakeholders in the business, whether coaches, trainers, whatever that might be, and decision makers um, going through. So Penn State, where I felt comfortable and they could offer me a chance to get a great education, play both sides of the ball, get an early impact, and uh, try to make it happen. Yeah, for sure. You ticked all those boxes. Wonderful institution, football school. I gotta know though. I'm curious. Is that Florida Tebow years? Is this documentary? It's right Florida before. It's, it's right before the Tebow year. So it was like when Got they were it. bringing in Urban Meyer. So when Urban Meyer came in, he started recruiting. Is it too late? And I was like, I, I don't like. I don't know you right now. So <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go here and go to Penn State. Copy. Yeah, Urban, of course, making that switch from. Uh, what he was Ohio State before, and then oh he was he was like Utah, he's Utah, 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 Florida. Oh, now I remember. Of course, he beat Tyler Palco and Pitt in that Fiesta Bowl. I can never forget about that. That game, (laughs) yeah, that was a that was Urban Meyer. Good call. All right, hey, let's before I send it back to Jordan, I want to keep on that Penn State topic. You got the Steelers hoodie on right now, of course. Joey Porter Jr. Man, everybody's excited about another cornerback out of Happy Valley. Tell me what you've seen in this guy. I'm sure you've watched a lot of them. I'm not sure if you had a, had a chance to connect with him on a, on a personal standpoint, but Joey Porter him. Jr., man. No way. I recruited him to Penn State. So I was a recruiter Penn coordinator State. at Penn State in 2017-19, so I recruited guys like him, Michael Parsons, Pat Fryermuth, another one of my guys. Shout out, Pat. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, I mean, you, get, you expect that out of lockdown you, right? The DB's coming out of there, Brisker and him. But he's a, a unique athlete, right? Growing up in the business, uh, his dad obviously playing – uh, a, a major contributor for the Steelers, but just an elite type of movement skills for someone that's like six two, um, and the makeup between the ears is just like that calm, cool, collective playmaker that the Steelers gonna be looking for. And I mean, I, I'm excited to see how he progresses at the Steelers, right? Playing at his hometown and all those different things. But Joey was a a fun recruitment. Just seeing him from the junior year and just being like a question mark type of thing, and like he was actually on the fence of us taking him, and we our staff took a uh, trip to the Steelers 
um, training camp and he was in high school at the time. We all waited at the end and he, I talked to him a little bit like, hey, man, this is the same time thing for a question. We don't know position you're going to grow into because he was extremely tall. You know, as high school kid, you don't know what he might be a linebacker. His dad's huge or whatever. He gets out there at the end of practice. And he's doing one on ones with Antonio Brown. This is a high school kid doing one on ones against Antonio Brown. And he's like mirror motoring. He's moving side to side with that type of length. And we were like, oh, let's get him now. And it's like he went from here to like, we have to have him. And that was kind of the recruiting story of Joey Porter and the rest is history. That's an incredible story, Jordan. Wow. Joey Porter Jr. versus yeah. AB and Joe, JPJ is like 18 years old. Come on. With the whole man. staff wow, in the back of the that. end zone watching. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. So let's talk about you a little bit. Declared for the draft in 2008. Tell me about your combine experience because we know that you killed it. Yeah, it was it, it was a good uh, a good at showing from you know the speed standpoint and all those different and the drills. I actually dropped a few balls, so that kind of bit me in the butt. But it's a you know it's the prime evaluation platform. I mean, it's mm-hmm. you get to show your talents. I was always a speed guy, and from that standpoint, but it's they put you through different rigorous. Uh, I mean, I can't say rigorous tests, but just the way that the days are going, right? You're talking like 13, 14 hour days. Like I ran my 40, like I ran 431, but I ran it at probably like 630 in the morning. So like just yeah. like when you're going through it, like how you're training, they're trying to make you uncomfortable. How do you respond to it? You know, you're having meetings all night. And it's it's really interesting, especially when you're going into meeting rooms, you're watching low lights and of your high, your low lights of your college career and everybody's just drilling you with questions mm-hmm. and what happened here. But it was it's a great experience. And I learned a lot about, the, the depth of the evaluation. I mean, I always understood it, but obviously going through that process was uh, pretty clean. You know who beat your 40 time, right? You got to know that up top. Chris of Johnson, head. man. Yeah, was like, okay. yeah, I mean, One of the fastest dudes tough. of all time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you ended up getting drafted by the Rams, uh, and I think it was a, a ligament in your toe um, that kind of, you know, just talk about how hard that was. And did, do you feel that injuries kind of derailed your career? I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, football is football is 100% injury rate. So it's not an excuse. Everybody that signs up for this game, high school guys, college guys, pro guys, I mean, football, uh, injuries are a part of the game. But it was actually, you know, I left school early at um, Penn State and I mm-hmm. slipped to the fourth round. So I thought I was going to get drafted high, set, high first, early second at the latest. So I was kind of, I was like upset. And it was like interesting is I got into camp and I rose up the depth chart extremely fast. It was the third corner going into the first game. So I was technically starting as the nickel and I was having a great camp. We were practicing with Tennessee uh, Titans and ruptured my toe. And in that, not that, you know, I mean, with just to clarify, it's like your ligament comes off the ball of your toe if it comes all the way back. Yeah. And so that's what happened. So as a speed guy, you talk about the force going into the ground. Yeah. I had to learn essentially in the NFL how to run different than I ran my whole life. And like mm-hmm. operate right, so being a low four three high four two guy, they're trying to play like swimming in the water with <laughs> sharks, and I was like more of a four four guy. But it just changed how I had to move. I had to learn more of the game, and I also moved inside to play the nickel position when I got into the NFL. And then with that, you know, certain things happened. Had some hamstring injuries, and probably at the time, just didn't learn my body fast enough to understand the maintenance of what I needed to be. As I was a different player like mm. i was in college i was 183 184 pounds yeah in the league i'm playing nickel at 198 199 pounds with like a, a toe injury that i'm trying to get over so that was kind of what happened so i think there's some things that i can take ownership on and just more so being a- aggressive on learning my body like that was my responsibility and i didn't 
fully understand that because it's like, you know, as a gifted yeah. athlete, you come in and you're used to moving and used to doing certain things a certain type of way and, and learning and learning how to move, move and operate in uh-huh. a new way in open water is, is a little, little difficult, but I made it six years. So I'm still blessed to have the experience. So now I'm going back and trying to teach guys the lessons that I learned earlier. Yeah. We're hanging out here with gateway star, Pittsburgh football star, Penn state star, Justin King on the sick podcast Steelers crazy i was curious when you're talking about all that how did those hurdles if you will contribute in helping you shape others lives the younger guys you're working with the guys you talked about at penn state who feel like they're on top of the world right all the time um and so how how did that kind of help you uh, ground them i guess to a degree I mean, I, I, from that standpoint, I don't know if I like the guys at Penn State, even when I was there, I was more so in the recruiting capacity. So it was identifying talent, understanding, evaluate what was between the ears. So we see like how people recover from injuries, how people go through the process. I mean, you got to remember the recruiting process is a three to four year process. So you're filling the pixels of a, a ninth grader all the way up to 12th grade. You know, I mean, the NFL, they're only looking at these guys for maybe four to six months, a C-level uh, corporate job. I mean, maybe a two month interview process. So for the for that piece of it, I had a lot of the pixels and seeing the business of football all the way up until that point. So what I didn't mention was when my, my rookie year, when I hurt my toe, I was on IR, but I operated in the scouting department. So I had to make reports and present um, like offensive reports to the defense like every Friday, like Corey Chavis, shout out to Corey Ch- Chavis, draft nasty, but he taught me how to like formally evaluate, like put my thoughts into a paper and different things of that nature and keys to winning, keys to victory. So we started breaking down players. So I was doing that as a rookie, like 2021 and, you know, working up uh, in the office when I was supposed to be playing. But um, with that, using those evaluation skills into the recruiting process and trying to identify talent like the guys that we mentioned earlier to come to Penn State and get them back to where they needed to be. All great stuff. Let's let's transition to the team that you're wearing on that uh, shirt right there, that emblem, of course, Pittsburgh Steelers in 2012. So you know a little bit about that franchise growing up around here and whatnot as well. So uh, let's talk about the current state of the Steelers a little bit, man. I mean, this is a team, obviously, that they're getting all these uh, all this uh, praise heaped on them so far for this incredible preseason that they are having. Uh, but you know that you know a lot more goes into it uh, than just a, a few good drives in the preseason. What have you seen from the Steelers? Maybe Kenny Pickett specifically, uh, and, and how do you think about their? What do you feel about their chances this year? I mean, to be completely honest, I haven't watched too many preseason games, but just mm-hmm. understanding the makeup of the team and where they're going forward, I think the expectations are pretty high, right? You got a, yeah. a super talented guy and Pickens on the outside, right? I remember him when he was coming out of high school and all these guys. So it's funny mm-hmm. seeing them all now in the NFL. So like some of my context of a lot of these players, like a 17-year-old kid, and I'm not like, so like seeing them here, it's like, oh, they continue to develop. But I mean, I'm always trustworthy of the leadership of Mike Tomlin. I mean, just in my years of playing football, like when you get a group of talented guys together to be able to lead a group of talented guys and get the maximum uh, effort or maximum output from that. I would trust my, you know, my organization with Mike Thomas. So that for that, I would say high expectations moving forward. I mean, they drafted well, we watching the different clips. I mean, they walk with a certain type of attitude. Um, and even when I, you know, dealt with the Steelers for a long time, Kevin Colbert was like something like a mentor dealing with coach Tomlin and just the way that they identify that common thread of player, it's always been ideal or exemplified what I always wanted to do in roster creation and finding that thread line of players that kind of tick a certain type of way that match that organization. And I feel the Steelers do that to the T. 
All right, how is Justin King defending George Pickens? You getting physical on the line with him? Are you trying to get it in his head mentally? I got I got to know. Oh man, he, he's a he's a he's a primetime player, but I mean, I was pretty quick to do myself. I think I, I just kind of mirror motor, stay in front of him. I think he's just he wouldn't be able to get away, but it's just like he's a 50-50 ball type of guy. Yes, I mean, sir. you saw the play against yeah. uh Joe Porter, you know what I mean? My, my that's my dude, but it's like that's an acrobatic catch and I think that's something that you see from George Pickens. And I think the one thing that sticks out from him is just his fierce competitiveness. Right. So you gotta, mm. it reminds me of like the attitude of like an Anquan Bolden, but he has like the skill set of a, like a, like a AJ green type. So like, wow. that's kind of a, it's a different, some good different combination in the outside receiver. So, I mean, I bring my lunch pill to that one. <laughs> Jordan, I know you, I know you want to talk about another Steelers corner with Justin. Yeah. Patrick Peterson, uh, you a big fan of his. Absolutely, man. Uh, I remember young Patrick Peterson. He killed us when I was playing for the Rams. He was oh, playing yeah. both sides uh, in Carolina. I mean, not Carolina, but in with the Cardinals. So we used to see them two times a year. So I remember he came in as a rookie. And he was an instant impact in the NFL, making plays that you don't typically see. And it was just like with that size, that type of mentality. I mean, that was early in his career. So now I'm just moving back and understanding the intellect of the game. Absolutely. A huge fan of Patrick Peterson. What are you up to now? I know you're working with NIL. You want to talk a little bit about, you know, where everyone can find you to our viewers and uh, what you're currently doing. Absolutely. I run a group called LIG Sports Advisors. LIG Sports Group is um, the group and you can find it at www.ligsports.com. But we help athletes, college, college, high school and pro advisors through the process, right? Whether it's the recruiting process, understanding NIL, different opportunities, making sure you have a contextual understanding of the whole football ecosystem. And the same thing with college, right? A lot of things start to cross over from the recruiting process, making sure you're setting yourself up for leverage when you get into that piece, into the college and into the NFL. The one thing that's unique about football, I mean, the baseline is that it's to commoditize the player. So what my message is to the players that you have to specialize and make sure that you're separating yourself from the competition and making sure that you're finding these avenues of development. So you're the best player when you're 21, not the best mm-hmm. player when you're 17. And it's a whole new game, whole new game, NIL, all these different things. And sometimes those are all distractions on getting to the main yeah. operating optimal point of being the best player that you want to be at 21. Obviously you can get money. Certain mm-hmm. guys can get money along the line, but I'll operate as an advisor in that space. And LIG sports is where you can find me. www.ligsports.com. Spot on. Before we get you out of here, but I did have one more question. Is Penn State going to win the Big Ten this year? Man, they better go to the playoffs or some problems. <laughs> no, nah, absolutely. The year. This so I would like hope so. I would, I would hope so. I think this is the year. I mean, again, we talk about that combustion of talent. I mean, I think they have that. They have, uh, I mean, first year quarterback, he's like the one question mark, but he's a, he's a five-star, number one ranked mm-hmm. quarterback coming into the season. And you got the two Running backs, the long boys, we talk about the secondary, two All-Americans preseason, got Kalen King on one side, you got Johnny Dixon, got a, a local, uh, Day-Day Hardy, one of the top uh, nickels in the country. Um, Where did I he mean, go? Penn Hills. High school. Oh, oh Penn Hills. Penn Hills came, probably one of the best senior seasons that has happened in Western PA in the past 10 years. You got to check that out. should have known that. I worked at the <laughs> Penn Hills YMCA for a little bit. I'm a little bit uh, detached. I'm down here in South Florida right now. So I've no, sh- been here for a few years. But I I'll, can't wait to watch him. Shout out Penn Hills. We love Penn, we love Penn Hills. Jordan, you right, live right next I'm, to Penn Hills. I'm You're here. Penn Hills guy. Yeah. You're literally in Penn Hills right now. Pretty much. Oh, that's awesome. Sorry to cut you off, Doug. What do you think about James Franklin? He's a great coach, man. He's just an opportunity to – um, get to the playoffs this year. And I mean, he's, what he's done at Penn State, I mean, I don't think people recognize coming out of that sanction era how tough that was. I mean, when I got there in the recruiting, it was hard to recruit. I mean, based on just the players that 
I mean, whether left or came through the sanction at the time when you go through the sanction, I mean, just to say what it is, the level of player went down a little bit, right? Just in the sense of what the natural Penn state order was. So for James to be able to recapture that and some with the dynamic staffs that he puts together and the call that he's building up there. I mean, it's a, it's an effort that should be really looked at because I mean, now here we are going into the playoffs and the sanctions were about 10 years ago. And yeah. prior to that, we didn't know what was going to happen. So just like the talent and I mean, think about just the guys that the Stillers, you got Pat, you got Joey, both our second round picks. Like that's, all from the recruiting classes that have been coming from Penn State. So sure. promising future. And props to you for uh, for putting yeah. in the, the groundwork to, you know, the Steelers that have two superstars. On the their behind team. the scenes. Man. Talent acquisition, man. You don't see it. You don't. Sometimes it's not. If it's not in front of your face, you don't know. So it's good to learn about it. With Justin King here on the Sick Podcast. Steelers crazy. Justin, we appreciate you, man. It's been a blast. We'll do it yeah. again sometime. Awesome. Thank, Thank you guys again. for having me. You got it, man. Thanks. All right, JY, always enjoy talking to Western PA legends, man. We had another Penn Stater, Derek Moy, on the show a couple weeks mm-hmm. back. So I know we have a Penn State uh, demographic watching the show, of course. So this show is is certainly going to be uh, shared throughout the Penn State community. Go back, check out the Derek Moy show, share that one as well. Uh, and before we take off, man, and get you out of here, I do want to mention our sponsors once more. I'm going to talk shopyins.com. They hooked me up, man. They got good stuff. Hold on. I'll, I'll go ahead and do it. I'll I'm waiting up. for my hat. I'm jealous. I'm going to do it. Hold on. You see that? There it is. We got that? It's like a Steelers there. Nation flag. Are you flexing? Flag. It's not just a, a shabby shirt. It's a Steelers Nation flag on the back, essentially. A Yin's flag. So this, I mean, that, Taylor does some great work. You know, uh, support local business, shopyins.com. Code SICK15, and we got a giveaway this week. This hat right here, we're going to give. It might not be this hat, but it's a SICK hat, Jordan. Uh, and you get coffee too, right? Yeah, and, and shout out to our other partnership over at Brushes and Beans, Caffeinate and Created Brushes and Beans Cafe. Visit them at 4550 William Penn Highway in Murraysville. They have parking. You pull right up. Great atmosphere. Um, they have pottery, art. Um, if you just want to go and read a book and hang out, uh, like I say, I always just get a double shot of espresso to start my morning and uh, go Ooh. do my, uh, I guess. Go uh, do 100 push-ups? That, well, yeah, yeah, that's at like 2.30. But uh, before that, you know, when I got the chore list from my wife. So I'm head over to brush it. You do more than 100 push-ups. You do way more than 100. Hey, man, we just get the work. Just like the Steelers <laughs> are going to get the work. Yes, sir. And the regular season's right around the corner. So we're we're excited about that. We've got a great episode here. Justin King, man. Like you said, man, I just remember in high school, man, Justin King, Terrell Pryor, like these were the names, like they were the names. And then here I am. Here we are, man. These guys literally were icons, man. And they, they still are for, for, you know, a lot of people in Western PA, a lot of football players that have been inspired by these guys. So uh, no doubt, always a pleasure to have them on. Thank you guys. It's a pipeline. begins watching the sick podcast deal with crazy. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube as well. We want everybody to tweet it out. We want some shares, comment under it. Uh, follow him on Twitter at JYORKFOOTBALL. Me, I'm at MikeDupSports1. JY, always a good time. We'll catch you guys next time. Season is almost here, baby. It is time to unveil something very fun coming Ooh. up. Stay tuned. Stay Ooh, tuned. Shane, Stay tuned. take it away. Ooh. <laughs>
And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast Steelers Crazy on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.